Hello, all. We are the Shonen Boys. I am Malik Gaines. This is Nasty Nate the Great. Yep, I'm gonna just call him Nate. Today we're discussing arguably the most iconic anime in the history of manga slash anime. The only one that also is in that conversation, I would say, is One Piece. Today we are discussing Dragon Ball Z. Greatest of all time. Fight me. I'll fight you later because I think it's a Full Metal Alchemist. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like today we're gonna just talk about. Uh, I'm gonna do an, another video on the Freezer Saga later, but I want to just uh, take sit down and talk about like one of the greatest introductory arcs of any shonen anime to me, uh, that being the Saiyan Saga. It's not the greatest arc in DBZ. I say the Freezer Saga, but the Saiyan Saga's up there. <laughs> yeah, I love me some Freezer Saga, man. So yeah, let's start at the beginning. Start at the beginning. If you got to start at the very beginning, I'm sorry. We're going to have to do a little bit in the Dragon Ball. A little bit of context on that as well. A lot of people don't realize that Akira Toriyama was doing a weekly manga called Dragon Ball. And a lot of that was done in Shonen Jump. So he was doing this on a weekly basis. So when you get to the first episode of DBZ, weekly Mind you, this wasn't no seasonal gap, hiatus. This was in the weeks. You 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 get the next chapter in this DBZ. And the first issue is an alien, Raditz, coming down saying not only is he Goku's brother, but also that Goku's an alien. By the way, by this time, Goku has a child. Yep. All of this is in like the first five to ten minutes. Your mind is is literally exploding. If you follow Dragon Ball up to the point of Dragon Ball Z, the first episode, your brain is damn near exploding. So if you're Japanese, because uh, yeah, that's fair. Americans, we didn't we didn't get it that way. <laughs> that's fair. So yeah, that, that's actually I'm, I'm happy you brought that up because like yeah, just like from a from a contextual standpoint, just like the way that the Japanese people like they receive that is completely different to how us Americans got it. Because, right. yeah, like, we we didn't know who Goku was. Like, so, like, oh, he's an alien. That's not a surprising reveal to us because oh, we okay. don't know him. That's fair. Yeah. Like, but, like, I always thought, I always thought it was, like, like an interesting, like, a, a difference in, like, the in the in the cultural thing of that. Because, like, yeah, just, like, in Dragon Ball, like, you know, Goku was just, like, he was a, he was just a monkey boy. And it, was, it wasn't, like, because, like, we had talking pigs and dogs being P-Law. the president. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Just, like, so it wasn't, it like, Goku wasn't that out of place. So then, like, you know, then we get to Z. I'm saying, like, us, this, this is how we're introduced to the show. We go, oh, he's an alien. It's not, it doesn't have that same level of, like, shocking, like, the same level of shock factor. Right. My Now, another little bit of piece was in Dragon Ball, the last arc in Dragon Ball was where Kid Goku had to fight, I want to say, what is his full name? What, Piccolo Jr.? No, nah, he had to fight Piccolo Sr. He yeah. had to fight King Piccolo. He That's what him first. The Demon fought. King yeah. Piccolo. And then he had to fight Ma Jr., which was Piccolo Jr. in the World Tournament. Yeah. That was the World Tournament that Goku won. So when you get to the first episode and Raditz beat Piccolo's ass, and Piccolo's like, hey, Goku, we got to team up. You are, That's another shock factor, like you said, people lose if you didn't see Dragon Ball. Yeah. Because Piccolo teaming up with Goku, you, your mind is like, what? And like when I was a kid, I'm just like, oh, they they don't like each other. Like I, I don't I don't know their history. Right. <laughs> like, I, did, I didn't know shit about Piccolo. Right. And I was wondering that too. Like Piccolo was just sitting there for five years. Like I'm, I'm, 
Because like, Goku didn't kill him. And no. then, like, so now, then I'm going to go sit around for five years. Like, why, why weren't you trying to take over the world again? To be fair, Kiri Toriyama said in one of the one of the, the the guides is that anytime Piccolo's off screen, he's training. Anytime Piccolo's off screen, he's training. That's what he said in one of the... What is it? I can't even say it. I ain't the Dyson shoot. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm hip. Yeah, he said, like, you know, Piccolo's always training even when he's off screen. So that's one of the reasons why he was always able to keep up with, one of the, with the Saiyans. But if if we just keep strictly on the Saiyan saga, these first 10 minutes, bro, your mind is exploding. Everything's happening in seconds. So if you want to fast forward a little bit, not a lot happens. Until, you know, up until not the a lot happens. Like, plenty happens. Like, Gohan's getting kidnapped. Krillin gets slapped with a tail. <laughs> gets put through the fucking Kame house. Yeah, man, just like uh, I, I really, I really enjoy like the pacing of the Saiyan saga quite a bit, and like yeah, just like uh, Gohan gets kidnapped, and it's like so, like you know, like the Goku, he's like you know tripping out, and he knows that he can't, he can't beat Raditz alone, which is like interesting because like Goku like rarely has had to like team up with people, but like different like the yeah. like, the, the bad that's guy fair. is Goku, that, that's like you know, it's Goku's guy to beat. It's that might himself. be the first team up ever, possibly. I gotta, I gotta backtrack, but it, it might be. I gotta double check that. So you know, like you said, Raditz kidnaps Gohan. Long story short, to go to rescue Gohan, Piccolo and Goku team up and they defeat Raditz. And by Piccolo impaling Goku through Raditz with the special beam cannon. And when I want to say that's one of the most iconic scenes, that's probably top three, bro. It's a bit too high. <laughs> that's probably top three, like. Like pictures that come to mind, that one where he's shooting through and where it goes through his back. Yeah, man, that's it. it, it might be a bit too, but like it's a it's a fair assessment, I guess. I, I mean, guess. at least top ten for sure. Yeah, I'll say top ten. I'm I'm willing to argue that it's top three, top five off bills. Just 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 without even thinking about it. But yeah, just like uh like another thing, just like from being like an American viewer, like Goku's death. It doesn't. It doesn't hit the right. same way. This like is the said, first time he's ever died in the series. Yeah, we didn't get to grow with him as American viewers to go. Oh shit! Like we just lost Goku. It's just like we just right. lost the guy that we just met like three episodes ago. Damn, so, that's a that's a good point. This is the first time he died in the series, and it was by Piccolo, who yeah. you thought was his enemy, who wanted to kill him anyway. Like Piccolo got what he wanted, and so this dude on his deathbed looks at Piccolo and was like. Would you train and take? Would you look after my son? Mm-hmm. Would you look after my and and like you said, if you haven't been, oh man, that right there blew my mind. I'm just thinking about it, like, bro, you you literally was just you killed his daddy. Y'all were sworn enemies. He just killed you, and now you got to take his son, bro. And and by the way, at this moment, I also want to mention the clothes being that was once used and never brought up ever again. His most natural attack. Yeah, it's definitely metal, bro. Piccolo has a closed beam attack. I definitely need to mention that. But yeah, we we just did skip over something quite important. This was uh, uh like Go- one of Gohan's early great scenes when he uh when he headbutted the shit out of Raditz. Oh yeah, very, I mean, very well. People love that. Scene. People love that scene. I really like those those early uh those early glimpses of like Gohan's rage power and just like yeah, just like like Gohan like he walked into a scenario that like you know. Without that rage, like, you know, Raditz would have fucked him up. Right. So, yeah, it was just nice to, like, you know, somebody that low in power level, just through his own rage, managed to, like, you know, like, like seriously harm somebody that was beating the shit out of his dad. 
and yeah. Bigelow. And you could say that was the that was the start of the Gohan story, you know. Yeah, it was. And it, and that was a time in anime where the half demon thing had, so that was real big around that time. So that's why he was half saying, I feel like. But a lot of a lot of that surprise factor does come from you watching Dragon Ball. So, you know, by the end of the death thing, they 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 listened on to the intercom and two more sayings that were stronger than Raditz is coming into a year. And yep, that's like, you know, because like... The and this is all there, in the first episode, the first book of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, very, very well done, like early episodes of Dragon Ball Z. When you talking about getting getting whiplash, 20, like, yo, I draw dropping, you can't, you can't really... Keep up with the momentum here. Like you, you had to go back, watch the episode, read the book over to really grasp everything that happened in these in this one in this one issue, man. It, it's it's. I think the first episode really sets the pace for the entire show. It's one of the great, like you said, one of the greatest introductions, and by far, in my opinion, it's one of the greatest, if not the greatest, arc in all of Dragon Ball. Now, why would I say that? Let's let's go into that. The next thing that happens is. Piccolo has to train Gohan and, and the Z fighters get ready for the upcoming Saiyans to come onto planet Earth. They get to training on Kami's lookout. Goku has to train in an afterlife and he starts running on Snake Way. Awesome. Yeah, that Snake Way was an awesome thing. It was never really a call. It, it, they never went back to Snake Way, but... Mm, didn't need it. It was, it was a cool little adventure. It was really just to show the time elapsed until the Saiyans got here. And then you get to this one episode, right? Where this short dude with spiky hair is eating bugs on a planet. And you're like, what is going on? This is the introduction to the anti-hero, the, the, the sidekick, the rivalry. This is the introduction to King Vegeta. Well, and Prince Napa. of all Saiyans. And Nappa. Yeah, Nappa. Don't forget him. Ah. <laughs> Nappa. He was there. He was. But let, let, do I need to really talk about how many characters is copied off Vegeta, such as Hiei from Yu Yu Hakusho? Oh yeah, like Vegeta is like a like the great Edge Lord archetype. You feel me, Sasuke? Do I really need to go on to how many characters is copied off this short haired dude? Bakugo. Come on, huh? Yeah, the list goes on. And by the end of his introduction, he blows up a planet. Yeah, I did like that quite a bit. In space. And then they touch down to Earth and like, then they just they just wreck shit the second they get there. Before you get to Earth, that you gotta understand how hard how high the stakes were set. No villain in Dragon Ball at this time was a planet buster. That's true. That, that Vegeta was the very first planet buster. Vegeta was the first planet buster. He was the first one to sh to show how big his dick was and he showed us. He said pum pum, everybody gonna die. And when he was coming to Earth, you felt the the antis. Then yeah, you had you were anticipating, but you felt like impending doom. You felt the magnitude of his arrival, and it's 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 intense. Yeah, very very time sensitive. Cause yeah, like if Goku don't get back in time, then they screwed. Cause that, he that's the thing. Like they need Goku. They're they're training just to, like basically just to buy time. They're not training to beat them. Which is one of which is by I, this which was. The downfall of one of the one of the biggest things in Dragon Ball, the issues that people have, is that oftentimes the characters just buy time for Goku to get to there, and that's and this is one of the running tropes that I think really started before, but you really see it. I mean, it worked well here, but it really started to really feel like okay, 
and the during the same saga. I didn't really get tired of that trope until I think the Frieza saga. I want to say Cell because I enjoyed the Ginyu Force. I did like the Ginyu Force. I enjoyed like, the Ginyu Force. Yeah, that's that's. I don't know, but like the the trope itself, because like cause like he he did that shit. Like I think he did it with General Blue. He Blue, did it with yeah. Got King Piccolo, like yeah, it's he a did it with King Piccolo. It, it's an overused trope, but at the same time, it's just like you know, like it it does it does set it it serves a purpose. It, it does. It, set it gives a like the other people stuff to do. Not only it, that, it also shows you how strong the villains are. Yeah, that too. It, you know, it sets it sets like. Before we get to that, we also got to mention that he was training on King Kai's island, and this I love is King Kai. Yeah, King Kai was very funny. He was a cool dude. Shout out to King Kai. He also learned. He also taught Goku the Kaioken technique, which was the the basis for how he learned to, to manipulate the Super Saiyan form later. Not the first one, but this is how he used three. Even you know mentioned that because his body and the ten times got acclimated. Then he also learned the uh, spirit bomb. I think the original name is what Genki Dama. Yeah, Genki Dama. Genki Dama. But he also learned the spirit bomb, and not the super spirit ball, you know, that everyone sees the, the spirit ball. No, the spirit bomb was that little charge in his fist that he used to throw at people. That's what people don't realize. I like the old spirit bomb. Yeah, like the, 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 the one the, he shot at Turtles. Yeah, I, I did like the old one quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But, okay, I think we can fast forward to when the Saiyans drop on Earth. So by this time, you thinking Vegeta about to wreck shit, but Nappa comes out. And just cannon blasts the whole mouth cannon, shoots a cannon out of his mouth, classic, and blows up a city, I feel like. Oh no, he did the two yeah, fingers. Two fingers up. Yeah. He two fingered raised the, the city up. That's actually that's that's Napa's most like iconic scene. Yep, steps straight up out the pod and levels a city with two fingers. Yeah, women, children, like don't matter. Like they they're indiscriminate. Like they they'll kill anybody. Like just like the like the sayings, like they're just like and I love just like how much of a drastic shift like they are compared to Goku, who is like right. the only saying that we know. Like, like Goku, like I said, he was always he's the hero. Or, or even the pacing in Dragon Ball in general. Dragon Ball was a little bit more lighthearted. It was a little bit more slow paced. While Dragon Ball Z, this was this was the definite. This is what defined the Shonen era. It's a you cocaine know, rush, right? And 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 everything was just hitting the fans so fast in the Saiyan saga. You know, when you compare it to things like the Freeze Freezer saga, I feel like it was a lot more build up, especially when you string along the things that happened in the Saiyan saga with the Freezer saga. But when you take the Saiyan saga and just, you know, the episodes from Raditz arrival to the hospital of Goku, ah, I should never said that. It's fine. Like everybody that's listening to this has seen all of this. Like, like oh, that's fair. Not, None of this is spoilers, anything. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen Dragon Ball Z, that's your fault at this point. <laughs> But when you get to when you just take that arc, bro, it, you feel like it, you you just woke up from a, a dream and it's so crazy and you trying to tell somebody, and it's just so intense. And when you get to Napa's part and you're thinking like, oh yeah, this is about to be a fight here, and Napa's just wrecking people. What what, what happens? I think they have to fight the Cybermen first. No, I can forget the Cybermen. Like they can grow radishes. Like that was just <laughs> right. Like, just to show like how Raditz gave Goku and Piccolo together so much problems. Like they can grow things that can match his power level. Right. And they grew like five of them. And it was so crazy. Cause you thinking like, all right, just two people. And he's just like, bro, these guys not even worth my time. 
and then he threw some beans on the ground. You get these little green aliens, and he's just like, oh, yeah, the guy that killed your Goku the first time, yeah, they're about the same strength. What? Yeah. That was, it was nice to just show, oh, crap. Which I, I did like the Cyberman's inclusion because it showed actual growth and power for, like, the other characters. Because, obviously, like, the other Z fighters, they weren't going to be able to beat Nappa and Vegeta. But I'm saying, but, like, it at least showed that they did improve. Because, mm -hmm. like, remember, like, Krillin, he met, he did an attack that killed, like, three Threes. Cybermen yeah. in one attack. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so he, he killed three Raditzes in one attack. Yeah. Yeah, like, but like, compared to, you know, the very first time he met Raditz, he put him through a building. I'm saying, yeah, like Krillin. With he his actually, tail. Yeah, with his tail. It's like, yeah, like, so Krillin, he did have noticeable, like, you know, strength yeah. and uh, a noticeable growth. You know, Piccolo, he threw one up in the air, shot that. Yeah, like the, the mouth cannon. That's like one of my favorite, like, Piccolo attacks. And, uh, yeah, like Yamcha, obviously, like, you know, it, it was a. Oh, like, yeah, let's talk about that. Gotta talk about the Yamcha death. Yeah, that's, that's like, that's like Yamcha, like, most, like, classic. Like scene, it like it's just like the most image is just him laying in that crater. Like it's been like it's 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 a piece of it's classic. It's a it's piece a, it's, of like a, it's a pizza. It's a, at this point, it's a part of pop culture. Yeah, it's, it is. It's like you just got Yamcha. You know who's your Yamcha? You know what I'm saying? It's a run on gag at this point in the internet community. Even if you ain't seen all the Dragon Ball Z, you know what happened to Yamcha by a Cyberman. Yep. And that's it's crazy. You expected that dog to do so much. You expected him to come in and whip some ass, and he gets suicide bombed. And that's sad because, like, I I did actually sad. like Yamcha in Dragon Ball. He was a solid character in Dragon Ball. But yeah, like Z, it was the you know like the it was the shit on Yamcha show. Whenever he basically, whenever he did anything, he was there to get shit on. Yeah, basically. And then we finally get into the. Uh, Cause I don't think did Tenshin Han have to fight. I don't think Tien had to fight a Cyberman. He killed he? one. Okay, Chao Tzu didn't fight one. Yeah, Chao Tzu didn't fight one. So then we get into the Nappa fight, right? It's it's so great. Uh, it's so well done. You talking about when he runs up and breaks Tien's arm? Yeah, just like like, just like, like yeah, I love the way he does. He's like, I'm about to fuck one of y'all up, or which one? And he he just looking and he's like, I'm a, I'm gonna fuck Tien up, and then he just runs up and like takes his like, fucking arm off. Yeah, like Tien could do takes nothing. his fucking arm off. Which I didn't understand, cause like Tien could he could he could grow arms. Like I'd have just I'd have just made three arms come up. Remember he did that in Dragon Ball? Oh yeah, Goku? the little technique. Yeah, just make your other arms come out. You might you might need those right about. It. <laughs> he did do that one time. <laughs> and then yeah, then we go, then we get the Chaozu and uh, cause you know cause Tien is screwed. And like yeah, and, I, and I love it. the narrative like when Vegeta was like when they're looking they're trying to help him. Vegeta's like don't jump in. If you jump in, I'm gonna kill all of you. Like, I'm not going to kill Piccolo because I need him for the Dragon Ball. But the rest of y'all, y'all are screwed. Don't jump in. I really love, like, because the, they, 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 what could they do? They just had, they had to watch their friend get murdered. And then Chao he's like, I fuck, he, he ain't confessed his love for him, but he might as well have. Yep. And then just, like, blew himself up thinking that was going to take Nappa. And the only thing he did was take his armor off. Yeah. They accomplished absolutely nothing. So then everybody's like, all right, we about to jump him. And. Once again, gotta stop. Shout out to uh, Krillin with the Destructo disc. You want to just skip Tien's death? He, like, come on. I mean, man. I thought we talked about him. No, he you, got his we, ass whooped. We did Chao Su's. But, like, no, nah, you got, like, I love, like, this Tien's death was dope. Like, uh, he, he was, he's like, I'll be with you soon. Like, cause, like he, he did he did the uh, the tri-beam expecting to die. But he was like, I'm not in, like, in, like, 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 Nappa lets his guard down for a split second. Like, like the way that it's set up, like it looks like Nappa's about to take some damage. 
And then he just goes, ah, that was a close one. And Tien just, he just accepts it. Like, I failed. He just falls to the ground. Like, it, like it really... Oh, he put his last into doing a tri-beam? Yeah. Remember, like, the tri-beam, like, that was, yeah, like, that, that was, was a dangerous attack in Dragon Ball. It was, like, time, one of the yeah. strongest attacks there were. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, like, here, like, you know, the bar the bar has gone a bit higher. Like, he, he accomplished nothing. And then we go to the Destructo Disc. The Destructo Disc is the shit. Once again, this is another time where it, you really see that the way that they could have beaten Nappa was by outsmarting him. So we see this part, and Nappa's like, at this point, he's he's making fun of him. He's like, "You guys are all jokes. You are you guys are just things that I like to beat off. I masturbate to you guys. You guys can suck my cock." And he's just like, "You know what? I got a new technique." And Krillin steps up to the plate, and by this time, Krillin is solidified as the number two dude. A lot of people want to like forget how boss Krillin was, but he was Goku's right-hand man. And yeah, Piccolo was stronger, but we always looked to Krillin as the number two. So when he pulls out the Destructo disc and throws it, Vegeta had to tell him, like, Nappa was about to fucking catch it yeah, with his teeth. He about to get decapitated. He, he was like, I'm going to catch it with my teeth. And Vegeta's like, you dummy, it's going to take your head off. And Y'all like not that, realizing how that that was the that was almost the end of Napa right then and there. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's just like even though like obviously Krillin like that's just Ace and Hall. Obviously Krillin can't stand up to them like typically, but like having like an attack that in your arsenal that makes you more dangerous is something. That's what I liked about Krillin. Yeah, like he like Krillin was smart. Yeah. Like, yeah, like same thing with the with the special being cannon, which he never used really again. But like, like you know, what I'm saying like it, it like, then it, it the the uh, the large charge time. Uh, yeah, the charge time is way. Yeah, that that was an issue with it. But yeah, like it was just nice to like basically, you know, what I'm saying like you got to have some type of ace in the hole or you're screwed. And then yeah, that that's when you started to see like some of like Vegeta's irritations with Nappa. Yeah, he was playing too much, even though that's what Vegeta wanted because he wanted to. I don't know why didn't Vegeta just go for what he wanted. They weren't really waiting for Goku. They actually, I, I think they did want to. They did want to meet Goku because Kakarot. they, they, yeah, they yeah, did yeah. Goku was a traitor. Because the, the they still needed. They, there still weren't any Saiyans left, so Kakarot was still one of the last Saiyans living. You know what I'm saying? I think I think you're right. I think they still wanted to meet Kakarot, but they still I, wanted to kill him. There was no <laughs> solid reason for why Vegeta just didn't just go off and start wrecking shit. Fucking minions. Yeah. And like the whole like we're gonna we're gonna sit here and wait for three hours part. Like yeah, like it was it was all just it was all plot convenient just for Goku to get back in time. Yeah. So we had to point out that. Ugh. Move on to greater things. I think we can finally talk about the probably the num number two, if not the number one most nostalgic scene. From the Saiyan Saga. We're talking Piccolo? We're talking the Piccolo Saiyan. Let's do it. So right now, I think at this point, you know, Nappa's just like, I ain't got... I think they tried to do the, the three attack. They was going to jump him. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they tried... I think... I forgot who served him, but somebody served Nappa to Gohan. And all Gohan had to do was the finishing blow, and Gohan got pussied out. But and either so, way, like what Gohan wasn't going to kill Nappa with whatever he was going to do. Like I don't care what he had in his arsenal. Like Gohan wasn't going to kill Nappa right there. Yeah, I guess you're right. Chaosu blew himself up and still didn't. To be fair, I think you're right. I think what happened was Tien did a, a tri beam with half of a 
arm, and that's what kind of took him out. He tried to do it with only half of his, and then I think that's what killed him. He used everything he had to try to do a tri beam with only half of a, half of his arm. Yeah, he was already like really worn down, like yeah, energy yeah, wise, yeah. anyway. So yeah, that that was all TN had. But yeah, just like you know, then like then at that point, then and Napa, Napa ate was, all of it. Yeah, and like Napa's about to kill Gohan, and then like we like like Piccolo once again, like this death hits harder if you saw Dragon Ball first because you actually saw Piccolo as a villain, which as a, if you just watch Z, you never actually saw Piccolo ever be an antagonist. So, but right. yeah, like he like you know he spent this he spent this year training Gohan, turning Gohan from a pussy to a. a like he he's a he's like a five year old warrior. So yes, he's still like he's still coward. But I'm saying, but like Gohan was definitely he he grew in that time period with Piccolo, no doubt. And what people also don't realize is <clears throat> Piccolo was spat up as an egg. So yeah, he looked as an adult. Yeah, he had the physique of an older individual, but his he was he was of the same age of as Gohan. As like life on Earth, and he only lived on Earth, and he usually lived in solitude. His character arc came and kind of ended with Gohan, and Gohan is what humanized Piccolo, gave him that heart, and and really that was a really touching scenes, and and, and ooh, just thinking about it kind of makes me cry. Yeah, that beams coming from Nappa's mouth headed to Gohan's body. Piccolo jumps in ahead and. Which I I do liked on Team Four Star when they were just like well, I don't I don't know just grab him like like why couldn't you have just grabbed him I don't I don't know <laughs> why didn't he just pull him out the way with his long arm Oh wait was 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 Piccolo was he down to die because at least like if Piccolo died they couldn't get a hold of the Dragon Balls That probably makes well that's probably just convenience I don't, It makes sense It makes a lot of sense Head cannon. But yeah, like yeah, Piccolo, like like you said, like this was his like his 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 number one character arc, and just like it was a it was a very very touching death. Yeah. So, I think we can finally talk about Goku arriving. Hold on, there's one more thing that happens before one more, one more thing. Gohan's second rage moment. Technically, his third one because he broke that tree in his first one, but that's his, his second on screen at least rage moment. Like he did, he did the Maseko. Like Gohan was pissed, like you know what I'm saying, like earlier in the fight, like he was terrified in Napa, but he was like, You just took you just took my big homie. So now like Gohan, like his entire demeanor changes and I'm like, yes, like he does he does the Maseko and uh makes Napa's arm numb. So I'm saying like he, he inflicted some damage, but I'm saying but like not anything like anything legit. But it was still just like a like a nice way to see like that was like the culmination of Gohan's training at right. that point. Okay, that's fair. And then Goku shows up. And then Goku shows up. And I think this is the one where he just make light work. He does the KO Ken technique, the KO Ken combination. Yeah, picks him up, throws him, and and when you see what happened, what he did in like ten seconds, you're just like, woo, yes, mm. yeah, Napa deserved that. I wanted that to happen, and it was beautiful. Yeah. Give me another. It was served perfectly, executed perfectly, perfect. And he, oh, yeah, Street Fighter and gotcha. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just uh, it was like it was really nice just to see like Goku's growth as a fighter as well. Like from early, like, from the, you know, earlier in the thing, he could he couldn't fight, he couldn't beat Raditz, and now fast forward to this, like he's beating somebody who's like way stronger than Raditz with no effort at all, none. And at this point, you that you you really see how ruthless Vegeta was, because Nappa's crying out for help, Vegeta picks him up and kills him. 
You know, I I never liked that scene. I I ain't gonna lie, I don't like it either. From a narrative standpoint, it doesn't make any sense. Just because, like, especially from like what we what we learn like later on in the Namek saga, Vita needs some fucking backup. Like he really needed backup, and like yeah. like even like sure like Nappa wasn't as strong as Goku or Vegeta, but Nappa was still the third strongest person there. He was still one of the only Saiyans left alive. Yeah, like like killing him didn't make a whole lot of sense narratively. Never. But then again, like that, this was like before we learned about the Freezer Saga. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, like Akira Tarami seems like he's like he, he kind of like writes as he goes. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe like maybe in retrospect, he probably like he he probably shouldn't have, he shouldn't have killed him. I do feel like he writes every arc like this will be the last Dragon Ball Z arc. Yeah, he does. So yeah, he got Nappa's dead, <laughs> death of Nappa, and I don't feel like we need to spend too much time on that only because. It wasn't as impactful as like emotionally, but it was only like it was. It served as to get him out the way to to show you how big of a threat Vegeta was, and it like I said, it made you so hyped to see this fight. Now let look. Can, can we finally talk about the big elephant, the big cake, the the stances, the 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 Vegeta versus Goku, the great face off, like. Uh... Just like those stances that they do when they're standing in the wasteland, like that is. He bet, at first off, he they have to. Fight. Goku's like, hey, bro, we about to do some. Sh- we about to really scrap, and if you really want to scrap with me, bro, we got to take it to a place where ain't nobody gonna get hurt. Even though they can both blow up planets so, at this point, <laughs> yeah, like we we should probably just go to another planet. But that's a, they're doing a bit too much. So yeah. And I also want to point this out that somebody pointed out to me when you like you were just about to say the beginning of the fight. When they land on this new wasteland, when they land into the mountains, they do this thing to where Goku is standing lower and Vegeta is standing higher. I watched the video you're talking about. And yeah. it's to prove his the way Vegeta looks down on Goku, the way that he feels his royal ancestry blood and the way that he feels about himself. That's that pride. Mm-hmm. And I'm a, I'm a Saiyan warrior, bro. You're a low-class human warrior. You're trash. You're nothing. What makes you think that you can even touch my boot? That's this is the, And Goku's just like, hey, bro, I got hands. That's it. Like, I've been scrapping my whole hierarchy. life. I'm just here to beat your ass. Like, that's it. That's like that's why like I love like the the like the the structure of their rivalry in the yeah. dark. It was fantastic, and then like yeah, like it's it's like to to this day, it's arguably the best fight in all of Dragon Ball. It's my yeah. personal favorite. Sure, like the animation was stronger, and like art and animation was stronger in later arcs. But still, like like the pacing of this fight, like the like everybody's involvement in this fight, like it is it's Akira Toriyama's magnum opus in terms of fights. Is, is Goku versus Vegeta 1. I, like, one of the things Dragon Ball does very well that a lot of people, like, Dragon Ball has no story because it tells a lot of its story through the fights. A lot of a lot of the story was fleshed out when you hear the rantings of Vegeta, not understanding what is going on when Goku is literally whooping his ass. Now, mind you, Goku has to literally... Do things that no one has ever done before. Kaioken was a technique created by the gods. Mm-hmm. Okay? And even King Kai never multiplied it. I think Goku did three multipliers? He did uh, four in total. Four, yeah. Times four. Fucking times four. So I think times two was when he was... Vegeta, Vegeta was just like... 
you know what? Fuck you. Fuck this planet. I'm about to blow this bitch up. Now, the reason why I can't really talk too much about the fight in the sense of a choreography is because a lot of it is visual and it's hard for me to explain how you need to see it for yourself. Right. But when you get into like when when Vegeta's frustration when he blew himself out of the rocks, you know what I'm saying? Goku is smashing him around, kicking him around. Goku flings him into one of these rocks and he's inside of the mountain and he does and Vegeta can't wrap his mind about how strong he is. Yeah, his psyche is like cracking. Oh, we skipped it. What? The over 9,000! That? Yeah, that, that's that's great. Like, I'm always over 8,000 if you're like a, a Japanese purist. But uh, yeah, like a 9,000, that's that's what we American boys grew up on. So that's what I called it. The, and, this uh, this yeah, is it, when the, awesome. the power scaling started, and a lot of people love to shit on it. But, you know, we had these uh, things called scouters. Vegeta had a scouter. When Goku first landed, he tested his power, and he was just like, over 9,000. The motherfucking scanner blew up. He broke that bitch. You feel me? Because v- Goku was just that strong. And it was just, that was an iconic scene. Had to throw that out there. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a piece of, like, cultural history at this point. And it also sets up for a lot of the mind games that was plaguing Vegeta with his rivalry with Gohan. I mean, Goku. Yeah. So, in the in the fight, a lot of what was played, well, a lot of what Goku was taking advantage of was Vegeta's inability to stay focused. His frustration and anger was blinding him, and Goku was getting the upper hand because he was a pure martial artist. He was taking advantage of the situation. That's what my dog does. He scraps. You feel me? So at this point, Vegeta's just like, you know what? Fuck you. Fuck this planet. And he goes to charge up with his, what his most iconic attack is, or one of, the Gatling gun. I prefer the final flash, but no, actually, I actually like the Gatling gun better because it's purple. Yeah. Because I, I like, like rarely like a new like attacks are typically like either blue or or uh, or yellow with the energy beams, but this one was fucking purple. I mean, one of the most iconic beam struggles of all time, Arguably, if not just... Yes, to me, it's the most iconic. If it's not the most iconic in all of Dragon Ball, I'm talking about it's one of the most iconic beam struggles in anime. It is. And we're talking about the first beam struggle in Dragon Ball Z. That's when Goku does the four times multiplier, Kaioken, Kamehameha, against the Gatlet gun. That's just to show you how strong Vegeta was. And like the thing about this was like Goku, he could not dodge it. That's something nope. that I, I really liked about that because like if I move, everyone's dead. The planet's gone. Yeah, he was like, I I, I have to beat this attack head on, and there's just, I, that's my only option. Yes, and 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 like you said, I think this is a callback to one of the things you said at the beginning. One of the things I love about Dragon Ball is like. You have to push through your limits. You have to fight your limits head on. Right. I think that's one of the biggest things that people like don't like about it. But it's that's what it is, man. Shonen is about the power of friendship, motherfucker. I mean, like typically, like the audience is like young boys, and I feel like you know it's just like learning to you're you're growing in your adolescence. That's yeah. like what adolescence is like. You're pushing through like new experiences that you're no that you're not used to. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, yeah. But something I always thought, thought about this like that I thought was weird, like because like. If Vegeta successfully blew up the Earth, wouldn't he have suffocated? But that was the whole point. He was blinded by his rage. He didn't give a fuck what happened at that point. Mm. Yeah, because like, his whole point was to get the Dragon Balls before Freezer did. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm saying, but like, if you if you like fuck up and get yourself killed, then if he blew the planet up, he wouldn't even get the ball. Yeah, like you accomplish nothing, and like in the long run, so like I like it's sure like you know I, I always how short sighted he yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, he was like like when when you test Vegeta's like when you fuck with his pride, he becomes an idiot. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, like that that gets used on like you know especially like you know when, when, like in the Cell Saga later on when he you know signed his own death warrant by letting Cell become perfect. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, like fucking with, like, Vegeta's pride, like, that is his everything. Yeah, that's that's what set him up to get taken over by Bobby. And then, yeah, so, you know, like, the beam struggle, it's great, Goku wins, and then, like, then we, like, oh, we think, oh, yeah, the fight's over, great fight on it now, at this point, but then shit hits the fan even more. Vegeta stops himself from going into the stratosphere and comes back down, and he's just like, you know what? Fuck you guys. Fuck everything. Fuck you guys again. You know what? I got more tricks up my fucking sleeve. And he turns into an Uzuru by, uh, what is it? Final Burst Open Mix. I think yeah, that's the, what it's called. The, the Blood Waves. and uh, what? Yeah, like what? No, he, t- he creates an artificial moon yeah, that. using energy and he throws it into the sky. But I, I think what he called it was uh, the attack is like Burst Open and Mix. And he throws it in the air and it turns into like an artificial moon, which turns him into an Uzuru or a great ape, depending on your translation. And by the way, Goku never defeated Vegeta. Nope, but he was always strong. I definitely want to call that out right then and there. Because if you consider the fight between Goku and Vegeta before he turned into a great ape, the Kamehameha did not end that fight. Nope. He did win the beam struggle. But it didn't kill Vegeta, and it didn't stop him from coming right back ten minutes later. Yeah, so he was still uh, active in the fight. So yeah, Goku. Yes, correct. Goku's never beaten Vegeta. And then Vegeta, and then Goku loses to the the Great Eight. Hey, he gets his ribs like crushed. Like Goku, like Goku is like completely like incapacitated because like there's nothing. I mean, the he four times multiplier it. crushed his body basically. Yeah, and then like he was, he was like he he could still move, but he was essentially a sitting duck. Yeah, and so. One of the one of my favorite things happens here, you know. Gohan tells Krillin like, "Hey, dude, we gotta come back here. We gotta save my dad. We gotta help my dad." And guess who's fucking watching the fight from a fucking afar? My nigga, Yabarochi, the fat nigga <laughs> see, with the sword. My see, nigga, see how high you are. <laughs> But yeah, Yadirov, he, he comes through, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we haven't seen him pretty much at all in this arc. And, like, he he shows up. He he saves the world. Like, Yadirov shows up and saves the world. And then, like, you know, then then I love, like, you know, like you know Vegeta reverts back to a, to a saying. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What? You got to talk about Goku starts the spirit bomb. That is what he tries to use to kill uh, the Uz- to, to kill Vegeta. He started that when he was an Uzer? Because he when he gets done with Vegeta... When Vegeta gets done being an ape, Goku can't move. Yeah. So he had to start the attack in that fight. Oh, yeah, that's true. I never noticed and that. And then Krillin, Goku come, Krillin and Gohan come, and then Vegeta makes... No, 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 you're right. At this point, then Yabaroji cuts Vegeta's tail off. Mm-hmm. And then Vegeta makes Gohan look at the moon. No, you talking about terrorists, man. <laughs> you mixing up your villains. I am. <laughs> then no, Gohan. Then uh, 
Remember, like at that point, like no, bro, who falls? No, dang what? It. No, like he didn't, he didn't, like because like, nigga, the monkey falls on Vegeta. Yeah, like no, like remember, like go, like the reason as to why that, I mean, like Turles was the one that forced Gohan to look at the moon, but like with like with with this one, it was like Gohan after being incapacitated, his tail grows back, and Vegeta he's trying to stop him from turning into a great day. Turles wanted to turn him into a great day. Vegeta, like, Vegeta wanted the opposite effect. Oh, so in the yeah. middle of him transforming, I think he cuts his tail off, and then the monkey falls and crushes Vegeta. Yeah, because what happened to the spirit bomb? He for sure skipped the spirit bomb. Yeah, this is, this is like an order of occurrences here. Remember, like uh, you're like remember like what, what like so you remember like Goku gives the spirit energy to Krillin. Yeah. Krillin throws the spirit bomb at Vegeta. Misses. Yeah, Vegeta, Vegeta dodges it. And then, and then Go, Goku. And then we go some good old plot convenience. Gohan, bounce it back. It, 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 the ball's not going to hurt you because you're, you're pure of heart. Pure of heart. So, yeah, then Bullshit. like that hits Vegeta. Like we're, like we're like, oh, yeah, Vegeta's dead. No, no, he's, no, he's, still, he's not still not fucking dead. Still not dead. After he cuts his tail off, after he loses his energy, he's still not fucking dead from the spirit bomb. He is a fighter, no doubt about it. He is like, you know, he is tough. So that's when Gohan turns into a great ape. Yeah. And in the middle of his transformation, Vegeta cuts his tail off, but Gohan crushes him. Yes. Excellent, excellent end to the fight because like nobody actually overpowered Vegeta. Like yeah, it was a, it was a team effort and like yeah, like like Vegeta died strictly out of convenience. Like he like, didn't die. No, yeah, not he lost. He lost out of a, out of convenience because like that tail gonna come back at any possible time. It just had to come back now. Like who do I didn't even know they grew back because no Goku Goku yeah, grow yeah back. it grows back when you're Goku's a child. Dead, if you lose yeah. it as an adult, it's gone. If you lose yeah. it as a child, it comes back. Yeah, that's fair. So then one of my favorite scenes also pops up is when uh, Krillin is standing over Vegeta with the sword, mm-hmm. Yabaroji's sword, and Goku's just like, wait, 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 don't kill him. And then he's just like, Goku, bro. If I don't kill him right now, he's going to come back and he's going to wreck shit. And he's just like, and I'll beat his ass. Just like you did this time. Just like I did this time. I'll beat his ass when he comes back. That's what he tells everybody. He said, bro, I ain't got to kill him, bro. Because if he ever comes back, I'm going to just whoop his ass. Though that that has always been like an indication of like Goku's like, if it's selfishness, because like to like, in a, like especially with the early Funimation to like, like Goku is like, he's like, he's basically treated as a hero. But like in, like in Japan, Goku is, he's just a fighter. Like he, like he's not a hero. Like he, he didn't do that for the convenience of the earth. He did that because he wanted to fight Vegeta again. Yeah, it, it would have made way more. I sense mean, to when kill you him. get into the Cell arc, that's one of the reasons why Vegeta. I mean, Goku felt like he had to die. Yeah, Goku is a problem, and like, Goku in his own felt way, he's a like, problem. "Hey, man, the only reason why Cell is even here is because of me." So I do feel like it was self reflection towards the Cell arc, which was like you said, one of the things that is brought up is like. Goku, you're. It's like kind of like the Batman and Joker thing. Like, yeah. Batman, why don't you just kill him? And he's just like, I can't. I don't want to be him. And it's just like, no, dude, at this point, you're just kind of like sick in the fucking head, dude. You want to dress up like a bat and you want to play with a clown. Right. And it's kind of like the same thing. Goku, you just want to fight people. You just want to fight strong people. But getting back to the topic, I feel like uh, the, the Vegeta arc or the Saiyan arc. Was uh, very very written written very well when you consider the pacing on later arcs. When you consider the writing, 
and stringing everything that happened in Dragon Ball within such short time span while also keeping the momentum, keeping things fresh. It was just hitting you at point after point after point, beat after beat after beat. You really fell in love with Dragon Ball Z and you really wanted to know what was happening next. And I think they did a very good job at creating some of the most iconic characters that lasted very long, such as Vegeta's character, you know, Gohan. Everybody loves Team Gohan. You know, Gohan was created in Dragon Ball Z. Right. So I feel like his care. you know, these are some of the most iconic characters in all of Dragon Ball. And you got to really give it up to where, I mean, like iconic scenes such as the beam struggle, the, uh, the Raditz death, the Goku Raditz death, and even just the... The the not necessarily the first, I was about to say the first time, but this is one of the first times that you know, like you said, a lot of American audience would see Goku heel turning villains. You know, that was a trope that would happen. You know, he would beat a villain and they would later become on the cast. The face that, turn. Yeah, you don't watch wrestling, see. <laughs> that happened first with uh, Piccolo, but if you uh, well, technically Tien. Yeah, technically Tien. Technically Tien. Because Tien, he did want to kill Goku. He did want to kill Goku, but not because he wanted to kill Goku, because his master did. So yeah. it's kind of, it's, eh. So it depends how you want to count it, but, you know, that was a, that's a trope that really started with Dragon Ball 2, that heel turn. But yeah, man, it's, it, was, it was one of my favorite scenes. I mean, when you think about the growth that Vegeta had to do, uh, well, I can't really bring it up without bringing up anything else. Like, I just feel like the, the Saiyan Saga started so much character growth for Vegeta that it really was the Vegeta show. Vegeta was so much of the Fre Frieza Saga. Without Vegeta, you wouldn't have Perfect Cell. And you wouldn't have the little blast that that made that distracted him for Team, uh, Team Gohan to get the, the mm -hmm. win and the beam struggle. Yeah, that's true. Vegeta also was the one that trained Trunks in the hyperbolic time trainer. Yeah, I don't even I don't even think Akira Toriyama planned on making Vegeta that relevant of a character in the long run. But like, yeah, just like because because he's not even a fan of Vegeta. He's he's like he Vegeta is one of his least favorite characters to write for. But I'm not even gonna talk because I know you said you wanted to do the the same the Frieza saga in a different arc. But like everything happens in the Frieza saga because of what Vegeta did. Yeah, everything on Namek happened because something that Vegeta Vegeta had done or has planned. Yeah, that's true. And so w when you get to the Cell Saga, like when he kills, after he destroys Android 19, he's the first one to fight the androids, get his ass whooped. He's the first one to, like, he does so much in the show. Everything that happened in the Boo Saga. Yeah, it's like Vegeta is like a big catalyst for a lot of it. For a lot of it. Yeah, he's always been my favorite character. Like, he, he's he's the shit. And, like, I, and, you know, like, this is like the only arc to where, like, he is a flat antagonist like there's no more to him he's like i'm a ruthless killer that's it we start right. to get the layers later on he becomes an anti-hero later on but like right. those early times it is him being just like i'm the bad guy yeah and and you're right this is like the last and only time you really see him like piccolo you know what i'm saying ruthless piccolo villain piccolo was boss to see you know what i'm saying i'm sorry for those that didn't get to see him eat kami you know what i'm saying but my dog vegeta came through really and you really felt like a menacing vibe, like you really felt the intent, and he really came to wreck shit, and it was there, it was evident, and it 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 did lose its luster after a while, but it was it was crazy to see them early episodes with Vegeta in it. So yeah, like 
Saiyan Saga, I give it like a nine out of ten. Like it, it's it's awesome. And and the only reason why you would any you give it anything lower is because it's it's dated. Hmm. It is kind of dated. That's fair. Like it, I think it's aged pretty well. I mean, like if you ever watch Fist of the North Star, like the original stuff, I have not. It's dated. Yeah, I, I don't give a fuck about Fist of the North Star. Fuck you. Yeah, I, don't, I don't have a reason to honestly. Mayowa. Oh, that, that that's the you're already you're already dead. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Fuck you. <laughs> so that, that pretty much wraps it up. We're going to do the Frieza Saga next. Probably, I don't know if I'll do the Cell Saga. Maybe. I just I just don't care about it like that. It's like, cause like when I'm thinking like top tier Dragon Ball Z, I'm thinking the Saiyan Saga and Frieza Saga. But like I said, the Frieza Saga, that's that's a definite next uh, podcast. Yeah, us. yeah, you could probably definitely. you. Yeah, that's probably it. Ciao. Well, yep, we are the Shonen Boys. I am Malik Gaines. And this is Nash Nate the Great. Be sure to like, share, subscribe, and give us uh, money. <laughs>